If you want to be seated for just a minute, I just want to stay in this place with the Lord. The message I have today is tied right in with communion. I don't want Nard to just keep playing, so we're going to test out our fingers. <clears throat> and then I want to pray and believe for some breakthroughs this morning. The Lord gave me that little chorus last night as I was worshiping and uh, just preparing my heart, picking out songs and all that, all that thing that has to happen. If you have your Bibles, you can quickly turn to Exodus 12. This is uh, Exodus 12 is a story of the Passover, where the people of God have been in bondage in Egypt for 430 years. For generations upon generations, they've known nothing but slavery and oppression. They've been bound. They've been slaves. They haven't known freedom. And of course, you may know the story. There's even a movie out right now that may track the Bible somewhat. Probably adds a few things that aren't in the Bible and changes some stuff. I'm not sure. But Moses comes to Pharaoh and begins to ask to let his people go. And in all the plagues of Egypt, there's all the different plagues that show up. And uh, finally, there's the last plague that they Moses warns them about. It says, you know, Pharaoh, you know. The Lord's, there's something worse than you've seen coming. And it's in this, it's in this miracle of deliverance that God has the, the people, His people, the people of Israel, institute the Passover. He says, I need you to take a lamb and I want you to, to kill the lamb. And take the blood and put it over the doorposts of your home. And that's going to, the blood is going to be a sign that uh, the angel of death will not harm you. It's really a, a picture of Jesus. Jesus is the lamb. And he was, he was killed for us. He was slain for us. And it's when we apply the blood of Jesus to our lives, we have his blood marking the doorposts of our hearts, basically. Then the harm, the, the angel of death, the, the, the ultimate death passes over us. And so it's really a precursor. It's a precursor of what communion is about. When Jesus, you know, he was actually doing the Passover meal when he told the disciples you know take and eat this is my body which is for you and he handed it out to him he changed up the Passover so they knew something was going on but they were they were right in the middle of where this passage comes from and then Jesus gave them all the cup and said this cup is the new covenant in my blood there's something new going on here there's something fresh going on here but here's a picture of it from before so the Old Testament a lot of times is a picture of what God does in the New Testament, in the New Covenant. It was a picture of Jesus. So this is a picture of Jesus. It's a type of Jesus from the Old Testament. And there's, there's a couple important points that I think we can learn as we go back to the, to the foreshadowing. So it says, 12 verse 1, where we read through it, it says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month 
is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor. Having taken into account the number of people there, you are determined you are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat, because they're gonna they're gonna consume this. This is gonna come into them. You know, so just like Jesus says, take eat my body. So the animals you choose must be one year olds without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the fourteenth day of the month, when all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and to put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the house where, where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or cooked in water, but roast it over the fire, head, legs, and inner parts. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. Here's what I want you to notice. This is how you are to eat it. With your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Have you ever noticed that before? How they, how they uh, were supposed to eat the Passover. When, when, they, when they took it, and again, remember, this is a picture of Jesus. So that's how we're applying this to communion. They were ready and expectant of freedom to come. They were ready and expectant for something to happen. In other words, it wasn't just eat this and sit around your house. No, it's eat this. You're ready to go. You know as soon as you do this, you are expectant that God is going to do something. You are expecting Him. And what happens when, you know, the, the death angel comes, anybody, and it says even some of the Egyptians, I believe, put some of the blood over their door. You know, anybody who feared God is like, I'm going to do this. Anybody who did it was spared. Then what happens? Not only are they, the picture is they're forgiven. They have the blood on their lives. They're, they're spared death. But they're delivered as well. They're free. They're not slaves anymore. Something has changed in who they are, in their, in their core identity, in what God did in their lives, what they had known all their lives, what was too much for them to overcome, what, what they were in over their head with that they couldn't get out of on their own. God says, now you're free. Look at the picture that gives of Jesus. It's awesome. But today as we eat, Let's have our belt tucked in. Let's have our sandals on. And let's be expectant of what God is going to do. Because when we come to the table, we're expecting that God is going to do something. I'm expecting my life to be different. Not because there's magic and juice and, and crackers. No, because of who it represents in our lives. This is what it represents. I'm expecting that God is going to do something. So today I encourage you. Let's not just go through this and say, we do this often. You know, just Jesus said to do it, or they do it on this Sunday or that Sunday, or some churches every Sunday. It's, you know, and we can get it caught in that tradition. But I encourage you, what's behind it was this. Hey, they were expecting God to move. They were expecting God to move. And here's the second thing they were, that it's a part, is they were then delivered. 
they were freed. And I really believe today that God wants to bring some breakthrough and freedom in people's lives. So ushers, if you want to come up, ushers, let's go ahead. We're going to hand out the communion as I continue to, to speak here for just a minute. If you're a guest, you're free. This is open community. If you know Jesus and you know what this is about, you're welcome to participate. And uh, we're not doing closed communion. This is for everybody. So just as they're handing out both the bread and the cup, I encourage you to ask the question, what are you expecting from God? Are you, are you, are you hoping and expectant of God doing something? Is there an expectancy in your, in your life that, he, that He's on the move? Maybe you're not in the place that the people of Israel were in. Maybe you're not in the place of a prison. Maybe, it's, maybe things are going good. Then are you expectant for God to use you to be like a Moses to free somebody else? Am I expecting that God's going to show up when I pray? What a great picture. We got videos of people praying for people out in the streets and stuff. Wow. Like Jacob said, hey, we should try that some other time. <laughs> we can try that more than just on a special event. And so I want to I be, be expecting that when I walk into a room, I have been marked by the blood of Jesus. That the same power that's in the blood of Jesus, the same power that Jesus displayed when he was on earth, was the power that he would release to his followers through his death and resurrection. And by the impartation, the blessing, the sending of the Holy Spirit. And so I can be expecting, I can expect something to happen. Because I'm expecting God to move. And ladies, I've heard that your prayers even work better, so get after it. <laughs> We might have to try three or four times, but you're a one-shot deal. So go ahead and pray. Go ahead and step out for people. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't even know if that's true or not. It makes me want to check the Bible and say, is that true? <laughs> Didn't that make you want to check that, guys? Well, no matter what, I want to expect something to happen. And the second thing is I want to be about knowing that any chain in my life is not rightfully there. As a believer in Jesus, anything in my life that has me in prison and in chain, it does not have a spiritual legal right to be there unless I give it right. Unless I give place to the enemy. That's what it says in the scriptures, don't, don't give place to the devil. There's things, he is a total legalist. The devil is, is, a, is a very good lawyer and he is held to the letter of the law. God's not a legalist, the devil is the legalist. He's the one who will take every opportunity and say, here, I have a right in this place right now. Because you've given me a right. You took an offense. You take an offense. I have a right of access to your life. So the only way the enemy can get in and bring us into bondage is through a legal right where we pave the way for him. And no matter what the case is, no matter how we get there, we find ourselves in a place that's, you know, this is beyond me. I mean, we've all been in those places where it's like, I can't get out of this. I, I can't. I, I'm powerless to do anything. The people of Israel, they couldn't get out on their own. There was no way they were going to be freed from their slavery. They needed outside help. They needed help from heaven. And God said He was going to look down. He looked down and heard their cries. He heard their prayers and said, I'm going to send someone to free them. 
Thousands of years later, God then said, I'm going to send someone as well. This time, I'm not sending Moses. I'm sending my son. I'm sending Jesus. Because I want everyone free. What does it say in the book of John? Whom the son sets free is free indeed. I don't want to just quote that. I want to have that alive in my life. So as we take this this time of communion, I encourage you with those two things. Expectancy and freedom. Do you need delivered from something today? Do you need God to say, I, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this thing that's in my life. You know, it's like the, it, sometimes what happens as a, as a believer is we're kind of like Peter in the prison in the book of Acts Peter is arrested and he's he's put in chains he's inside a prison and an angel comes to him in the night it says the people of God were praying so there's some expectancy going on that God was going to do something so they were expecting God to move Peter wasn't necessarily but he did <laughs> And it says the angel comes and the chains drop off his hands and the prison door opens. And it says Peter didn't even know if he was dreaming or if this was really happening. But here's the thing. Peter had to walk out of that prison. The angel broke off the chains. God broke the chains. God opened the door. It said the door just like, you know, Star Wars, the force type thing. You know, just open. It says... But it says Peter had Peter walks out of the prison. Sometimes I just want to say, you know what? I'm walking out of this prison. I'm going to walk out. I'm not, I'm not staying in here anymore. There is no, there is no rightful reason for me as a child of God to be imprisoned by anything. And so I'm going to walk out of this prison. I'm going to walk out of the prison of offense. I am going to walk out of the prison of bitterness. I am going to walk out of the prison of addiction. I'm going to walk out of the prison of, of anger. I'm going to walk out of the prison of shame. Whatever it may be, walk out of the prison of discouragement, depression, I'm going to walk out of that, that, that prison of depression that keeps trying to imprison me. Because right here, this says every, every freedom is available because of Jesus. Every freedom is available. You think you guys can start that song without me? Which no. Okay. Which song? <laughs> the last song. <laughs> So let me pray. We're going to take the communion together. And then I want us to go back into the, the last song. You're, you're declaring the greatness of God. Man, I felt this so strongly on Friday. There's some of us just, there just needs to be a breakthrough tonight, today, this morning. And tonight too, fine. <laughs> so if you, if you need that. I just encourage you as we worship, would you be brave enough to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, as an act of faith, I'm going to walk out of my seat to say, I'm walking out of this prison. I know we had an altar call last week to the front. We don't always do it every week, but uh, we should probably do it if we're going to walk out of a prison. 
So if that's you, I want you to, after we take communion, we're going to all stand up. We're going to worship the Lord. We want to sing this song over everybody in here one more time. That God does miracles so great. And we're going to sing that part that says God's going to bring breakthrough in your life. So I'm believing that if you need a breakthrough in your life, if you need freedom in your life, that there's an opportunity this morning. There's no reason not to take this opportunity. So, Father, we just thank you for the body and blood of Jesus by which we are free. And, Lord, help us live with an expectancy and a confident expectation of good. Lord, that's living with hope because you've given us hope. Now we can confidently expect good in in our lives because you are leading our lives. And so we thank you for that. Lord, and we just pray, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. And it says in the scriptures, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. And so we come against any chain or any prison or any, any weapon that's trying to hold somebody captive in their lives. And we say, release them in Jesus' name. We are believing for release as we worship you. Just like Paul and Silas were in the prison. It says they were kept in chains. But they begin to praise God. They begin to lift up praises in the middle midnight hour. And the chains fell off of them. And so I'm believing today, Lord, as people begin to worship you, as we respond to you, that chains are going to begin to fall off people this very morning. Lord, prison doors are going to be open. Things that have locked people in for years and years are going to be broken off. In Jesus' name, we declare that over every single life this morning. We thank you that it's guaranteed. It is bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your body and your blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand to your feet. Let's worship. If you need to respond, come on up. Leaders, if people come up, just stand behind them and agree with them in prayer. You deserve the glory
the sun sets free is free indeed. Lord, we want to walk in that free indeed. Thank you, Lord. We declare that over every life here this morning. We're not staying in Egypt any longer. We're not staying in Egypt, God. You called us out. You marked our life with the blood of Jesus. just thank you Holy Spirit you're the strongest one you're the greatest one so any any spirit that's been harassing any of these people God we just declare an end to that assignment in Jesus name we say your power is broken I command you to go go to the feet of Jesus and do what he says get out right now in Jesus name fear depression discouragement go in Jesus name Lust, covetousness, lack of finances, go in Jesus' name. Addictions, bondage, go in Jesus' name. It's guaranteed by the blood of Jesus. Guaranteed by your blood, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you this morning, God. Praise you this morning. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God.
so good. You're so good. Thank you, Lord. The more we're free, God, the more we want to share it with somebody else. So give us eyes to see and ears to hear this week. Holy Spirit, how you're leading us, let us be a blessing or an amazing blessing. And we know you're the one who will supply the direction. You're the one who supplies the grace. You're the one who supplies the boldness. You're the one who supplies the breakthrough and the power when we minister to others. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. He's good. Go ahead and share that love, that goodness, <coughs> fellowship with one another, and be blessed as you go today.